welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris talks with Joel and Shannon Connor about how they manage running four businesses between the two of them and the strategy they used along the journey to know when it was time for the next adventure. This episode is sponsored by 3M and PPG. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Joel and Shannon Connor here with us. They have a four businesses between the two of them. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how they juggle uh, managing all their different businesses and keep their life flowing naturally. Joel, Shannon, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate so it. Yeah, thanks for taking time to, to come record this with us. I thought you guys, uh, I said, having a handful of businesses between you guys, it could be cool just to provide some insight on how you juggle that, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people sometimes struggle with one business. Um, <laughs> so let alone that you guys kind of run four between, between the two of you guys. So um, tell us a little bit about yourselves, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, my name is Joel Connor. I grew up in the St. Louis area. Uh, I'm actually a fourth generation business owner in our town. That's awesome. My great grandfather was involved in banking. Okay. And grandfather was involved in banking and insurance. My father has been a restaurant owner my entire life. And then it came time for me to do the same thing and start my own businesses. It's one of those things that just came natural to me in the sense that it's what I've always known. So it was natural for me to kind of progress down that road. And yeah, I started doing photography as just as a hobby when I was on staff at, at my church at the time. And then eventually somebody asked me if I would photograph a wedding and I'm like, Hey, you know, I've got all this equipment. (laughs) Why not? Right. I might actually make a little bit of money doing this. And I did it and absolutely loved it. I had so much fun with it. It was just, it fit right into who I was. Weddings have a certain degree of chaos yep. and I kind of thrive on a certain degree of chaos. <laughs> hence so, the four businesses. Hence the multiple businesses. That makes sense now. Okay, so, I get it. I just fit right in with it and just started running with that. And after some years of doing that, I decided to start the business yeah. full time after working for a couple other people. And that oh, was wow. about 14, 15 years ago. Wow. That's awesome. That's super cool. Shannon? Yeah. So I am not from the area. I okay. grew up in Colorado Springs. Gotcha. Um, so that's where my family was um, originally from. My mom was a single mom and also um, a small business owner. She okay. had many different um, small businesses. Primarily when I was growing up, she um, was a massage therapist. Okay. And so she had her own practice and ran that. Um, but yeah, she still, um, she sells insurance now and. Gotcha. Kick ass. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I've kind of grown up in that same same model as well. Um, my mom never had a nine to five, you yeah. know. So just kind of what I knew as well. That's um, cool. But yeah. So um, I met Joel through a friend, and um, we've been married for almost twelve years now. That's awesome. 
And yeah, we have two kids and three cats and a dog. And <laughs> so life is busy, like business wise, personal yeah. wise, yeah. everything. And as your kids get older, they get more involved in things Absolutely. and keep you guys on your toes for yes. sure. So yep. that's awesome. Um, well, so, so we kind of said you guys have the four different businesses. So Shannon, mm-hmm. what is it that you kind of focus on? So, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've got, got my hands in a little bit of everything. So basically what our four businesses are is um, we have Connor Photography, which is primarily our wedding photography business. Yeah. Um, we do a little bit of commercial work as well with that. Um, and then Lafleur Boudoir, which is our boudoir portrait business, which yeah. is what I'm primarily involved in. And then Verona Coffee is our coffee shop. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty heavily involved in that yeah. as well. Yeah. And then um, we have um, an Airbnb property as awesome. well. Awesome. Very so, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so walk us through then, I guess, kind of the timeline of how everything came to be for you guys, right? Like, you know, Joel, you said you guys started about 14, 15 years ago. Um, like, was it kind of a logical progression of things? You just kept adding something onto your plate once things were kind of running smoothly. Like I'm, I'm always intrigued how you went from one business to four. Yeah, absolutely. Joel, start with that. Well, with the, (laughs) I jumped into, I married in. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. She married into the business. So I started it and then. It was fledgling, to say the least. <laughs> and once Shannon and I were married, it really provided kind of like this two sides to the equation. Right. She is very different than me. I'm the crazy dreamer, artistic, driven one. She's yeah. the organized, okay. practical one. So once we came together, it really just, everything just clicked together. And our wedding business just took off. That's cool. And as things went on, she started wanting to get into boudoir photography. So that kind of developed from there. Okay. And then when it, I'll let you talk about the coffee shop, how that kind of came to pass. Yeah. So initially when we got married, um, Joel actually had a screen printing business as well. So, okay. you know, like your yeah. elite business manager yeah. shirt, we did stuff like that. Um, and then the photography. So I jumped in kind of starting out with helping like on the admin side of things gotcha. and whatnot. And as our photography business grew, we decided to close the screen printing. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of like, well, I want something that's mine, Yeah, you know? Right. And so I had always working at coffee shops was my high school job. Okay. Um, and I, I love baking. And so I was like, Ooh, it'd oh. be fun to sh- start a coffee shop, right. you know? And once we closed the screen printing, we had the space. Okay. Um, so it's like, well, we already have the space for it. Um, so that's kind of how that came to be. But, um, so we started kind of moving in that direction, but our photography business just grew so much that it was it was full time yeah. for both of us. So right. we had to put that in the back burner. We'd even gone so far as to buy out another coffee shop. So we had like thousands of dollars of equipment just sitting. <laughs> right. Ready to go. Ready to go. When the time came. Waiting for this to happen. But we were like, we just don't have time yeah. to do it right now. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. So then at what point did you find the time to start Verona Coffee? Yeah. So once we kind of got photography into a place of, I don't know, evenness. Maybe yeah. you want to mm, talk about, yeah. yeah. You know, because when you're starting a business, you know, it's it's all about grow, 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 right. grow, push, push, push. Yeah. And when you kind of get it to that place where it's like kind of running itself a bit, yeah. you know, that's where we kind of thought like, okay, maybe we could do this, but we still knew we couldn't be there all the time. Right. Um. So um, my brother had moved out um, from Colorado Springs. Okay. And um, was kind of starting his life over. So we were like, hey, maybe Brandon could run the coffee shop for us. Awesome. So that, that was the piece that was able okay. to get us started. Nice. Um, he did all the remodel on the building for us. And he was our manager for the first two years okay. that we were open. That's awesome. 
That's cool. When I think that that's, you know, because that's always the question, right? Like, when do you have the capacity to then take on the next thing, yeah. right? Um, and it usually is going to have to involve some sort of a system or a person Absolutely. or something, right? You yeah. know, to, to, to where you can juggle two things without having to work 100 hours a week between the two of them, right? And what she said about, like, when build the business kind of running itself, you know, after a while, you get those systems in place. Yep. And what took you... 40 hours before may take you 20 now. Yep. When we first started doing weddings and we were in our first like three or four years of shooting 30 to 40 weddings a year, I sat down and mapped out how many hours we spent on an individual wedding. And at first it was a full 40 hours start yeah, to finish for between one wedding. Exactly. Between yeah. communication and planning and engagement sessions and editing and preparing, you know, all the full process was around 40 hours. Yeah. I would say now for a full wedding, 16 to 18 okay maybe sometimes even less yeah. because we've done it for so many years that we've gotten our systems down yeah. we know where to spend the time and where spending time just doesn't make right. any sense at all yep well i think that's a big thing too is like what are the things that can be automated right i think that's Absolutely. a big thing right now is like how do you automate and streamline things mm -hmm. without losing like that customer service feel right so what are the things you can do you know whether it would be you know hiring somebody to do the editing for you guys, you know, whatever it is, right? There's so Absolutely. many different ways to grow a business. And that's one thing I always tell people is like, the great thing about being an entrepreneur is you can figure out what you like doing, what you don't like doing, and how to structure your business accordingly for it. Absolutely. Um, sure. You know, to really just, you know, take advantage of your strengths and weaknesses, take advantage of the things that you like and stuff. So, um, so I think it's cool that, you know, you guys kind of found a way to like, okay, let's get the hours down, let's systematize some things mm -hmm. um, and get it moving in a place that then you have the capacity to take on the next adventure. So, um, so how long have you guys had the Airbnb property too? Is that something that came about after the coffee shop? Did it kind of just get thrown into the mix? That was before. So several years, when Shannon wanted to start Boudoir, we started, you know, renting hotel rooms and there was a lot of overhead yeah. and just a lot of logistics that just became hassle and it just right. wasn't conducive to growing to growing yeah. so we actually purchased a house a separate house nice. that we then turned into our studio that's cool and so shannon would be shooting sessions during the week but because of all the weddings we were shooting the house was always empty yeah, during weekend. the weekends smart so we you know i had the idea it's like hey let's let's add this in you know it's an easy way to to fill some time there yeah. and it was surprisingly successful even in collinsville illinois yeah. it was yeah we were booked that first year almost every weekend that's yeah. super cool yeah. that's cool well i mean i think that that whole concept of airbnb and all that stuff is like taken off to a whole new level now Absolutely. for people too so it's it's cool that you guys were able to piggyback on that um and just realize like hey this actually just makes sense like yeah. we're not doing these sessions on the weekends so or if you do just don't rent it out right like right. you're gonna have Absolutely. the flexibility to do that so um, it's cool that you guys are kind of able to piggyback that in on stuff mm -hmm. you guys are already doing. Um, and I think that that's, that's a smart thing. I see sometimes people, they go in so many different directions that like nothing can cross paths, right? Yeah. Like you guys going to have the two photography businesses that kind of complement each other, mm -hmm. right? Um, you've got the property that then, you know, like everything kind of ties together for you guys, which I think can be a good thing. So, so how do you guys kind of juggle everything <laughs> between the businesses? Like, what are what are a couple of tips that you could share with people that might be struggling to get one business going or they you know have aspirations to to own multiple companies 
Um, and I'm not saying that you guys have everything figured out perfectly. <laughs> Definitely um, do not. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, no, you know, sometimes sure. people are like, I don't even want to talk about this because I don't feel educated. I'm like, no, I just share your experience with people, right? So yeah, what are definitely. a couple of things you could provide? Um, it's like, I feel like the biggest thing for us was realizing that we don't have to do it all. Okay. Um, Again, kind of growing up with, I feel like we both have kind of super parents. Yeah. Like Joel's dad is like one of these people that's just like, works 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 yeah. like i mean he's in his 70s and he's still working i love and it he's just like 60 to 70 hours a week yeah, yeah. like i mean he's and just, he loves I mean, it doesn't he yeah. does yeah. i mean he does and my mom's the same way she's just i mean she's in her early 60s and she's yeah like i feel like we kind of grew up with these people that were like our standard was real high yeah yeah and that's not a bad thing <laughs> no it's definitely not but it also can make you think like okay if i don't do that maybe there's something wrong with me right you know and i remember my mom sitting me down a couple years ago and being like I feel like in some ways I've done you a disservice because right. the way I had to be because I was a single mom right. is not the way I want you to be. Yeah. It's not balanced. She's like, but I, it couldn't be balanced because it was only me. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, so yeah. So for us realizing that we, there are things that we are good at. Yep. There are things that make us money. Yep. <laughs> um, there are things that only we can do. And right. those are the things we need to do. Yep. And there are lots of other things that we need to let other people do, 100%. even if it costs us money to do them. Yep. So well, well, one of the things that. that was kind of trans transformative for our life, our peace of mind and our balance in our home was having somebody clean our house for us, Yes, which at the beginning, I was very much opposed. I tend to be <laughs> I get cheapskate. It. I get I'm it. very thrifty. Yeah, I, don't I don't like spending money. But when we looked at it and we saw, okay, you know, if, for example, Shannon, because let's be honest, I wasn't the one doing the bulk of the cleaning. I <laughs> or you were, worried. and then she was coming behind you doing it her right. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just speaking I'm, from experience in my I'm house very here. ADD. Christina will say I that. I create little piles, piles of Joel yeah, wherever right, I go. Right. So, so Shannon would have to do the cleaning, and I would help when I can. Yeah. But we had to think about it. Okay, it's like, okay, if Shannon could do one more session, right. how much is she going to make for her three hours of work? Yep. Versus, versus how much will it cost us to, to pay, pay someone to clean for her for those three hours? I love it. And when you looked at it from that perspective, it was, it was no question. Yep. I tend to be very much a balanced person. Okay, how much will it cost me to get this done versus how much could I make if yep. I you know, picked up another job yep. for that? Now, obviously, we work because we're entrepreneurs and business owners. We were not on set salary. So right. for us... You know, for, for someone, someone who's working a 40 hour, hour job at a set salary, there's, you can't always pick up more work. Right. But, but for us, it was always like, okay, if I hustle a little bit more over here, yep. I don't have to do this other thing that I don't even like. That's doing. what I was going to say. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to think about is like, what do you enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. do you, like, right. Some people actually enjoy cleaning. I, yeah. They do. I'm and grateful crazy. for those people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not that person, right? Like, <laughs> no, they're probably the people you're paying to clean your house. But I actually had a friend of mine, we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, and he, and he was like, you know, like what's your plan for growth like you know and i'm like well i'm trying to figure that out and i was like i was like i love what i do yeah. you know and he's like okay he's like so what are the personal things that you can offload that you hate and i was like cleaning <laughs> laundry cooking like yeah. some of that christina does a lot of it or most of it she does a lot of that i guess but like i'm like what are the things that you know we had that conversation and it's like okay well you know you got to look at it from that like roi perspective right exactly. like, okay if Shannon, you love what you do. So if you can just go do one more session and you're loving those three hours and yeah. you're making more money than what you're paying somebody to do something you hate, like that's a no brainer. Absolutely. Right. 
Um, and so I think it's cool that you guys have kind of took that, not even just in the business side of it, but like on the personal level. Um, because for somebody that is creative and loves doing what you do, and like you said, there's something, there's some things only you guys can do. Right. Right. Um, and so you have to focus your time on that and not worry about the minutia of little things that can easily be out there. So well, that's especially true, you know, now, now that we have a family, we have right. children. And yeah. As you mentioned before, you know, kids get to that age where there's more involved. Our yep. kids are six and eight. They're both in school full time. So, so we're, we're in that, that, that season of life where, if we don't prioritize making time for yeah. things like that and clearing those minutia off of our schedule, it's just a constant, yep. a constant hamster wheel of this thing to that thing to that thing right. without any time to actually, you know, have a family. Yeah. Well, and one thing too, I kind of was thinking too, is you guys were talking about just the progression of how everything's come to be for you guys. Like, I definitely applaud you because I'm sure at one point when you had the coffee shop idea, you at some point one of you guys probably thought, well. We only shoot weddings on weekends. We can have the coffee shop during the week. Like we can juggle both of these things, right? But in reality, like you're laughing because you're like, <laughs> in reality, that's not an option, right? But like logically, you think about it, like oh, Monday through Friday, I can work in the coffee shop. We can hire one college kid or high school student to be here on the weekends when we're doing weddings. But then you think about all the back, you know, editing, yeah. the pre like all the other stuff. But that's where I think I see some people when they they want to make that that leap to have that other business they're like well they just figure out a way to try to be involved in both things in. right yeah. um whereas you guys looked at it from a business owner and said no we want to do this but we know we need to hire this person to do it right yeah. um so i definitely applaud you guys for that when you're young and single you have <laughs> yes. you have a lot of freedom i mean like i remember when we first started you know it was even when we were early in our marriage i could work 12 14 16 hours some days yeah. And it was no problem at all. I loved that. I loved the hustle. I loved that yep. grind. But then, yeah, as you get a little older <laughs> and you add more things to your life, you realize you just can't do that. Yep. Because when you do that, it's at the expense exactly. of other things. Exactly. I told Christina yesterday, I was like, I feel like I've not seen her talk to you in the last 10 days because life's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Friday night, we're having a date night. Like, I don't Absolutely. care what we do. I don't care if we sit at home and get pizza and just watch a movie. Like, we're <laughs> just going to hang out because, yeah, sometimes you get in that grind, right? Yeah, and it's absolutely. easy to lose sight of the of what's important to you. So um, things definitely change. Um, any other tips, anything else you guys had before we move on? Um, like some practical things. Like for us, this seems silly, but... So because we had multiple, you know, multiple businesses, multiple, you know, facets within our business, so, you know, we've got people setting up engagement sessions and weddings and boudoir sessions, right. or maybe, you know, we were doing some families and newborns. So we had like all these different things that people would be emailing various, you know, ones yeah. of us. And it was very hard to be on the same page and not lose track of things. So getting everything into like streamlined programs and systems really helped. Like yeah. we got a central email that literally all of our individual addresses filter to. Nice. So it's like we have one place to go. Nice. Because before it was like, oh, did you check your email? Oh, right. she emailed me. Oh no, I forgot to check there. Oh, did they Facebook message? You know, like, yep. so on the practical side of things, that was a huge game changer for us. Just being like, okay, like we have all these addresses, we have all these things, but everything filters to this one place so we yep. don't lose things. So and that's smart. And I'm sure like shared calendars and all yeah, that stuff absolutely. helps too. Like, absolutely. That's Google awesome. is our friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Google workspace is where it's at. There's uh, nothing we do that Google doesn't know. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, so if mean, we ever do something wrong, we're in big They're trouble. already listening to this podcast before absolutely. it even comes out. So, um, <laughs> they're here with us now. They are. They are. They're everywhere. Um, so when your businesses were going well, like how easy was it to kind of make that next step? Right. Like, 
you know, again, we kind of talk about the coffee shop idea and things like, is it, has it been easy? Is it felt like a struggle for you guys at times? It was very scary at yeah. first. Did you want to kind of answer this well, first? Let me talk about photography first. Yeah. yeah. Those, those were all fairly simple right? because those, those were all fairly unilateral, right. you know, going, adding in boudoir portraits. And I've right. been moving more and more into commercial work. Those are all, we already have the, the craft yep. side down of those businesses. So that was more an issue of just logistics yeah. and marketing, figure, marketing yeah, and things like that. So it was fairly streamlined. Going to the coffee shop was a big deal because not only was it an entirely different industry, it's a food service industry, right. which as I've grown up, in a restaurant family had some experience i had some experience i had enough enough experience to know that that this is dear god this is going to be intense (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't back down from the challenge no no because sometimes i convinced i'm a little crazy that's okay that's all right i like that we we, we talked earlier until shannon's brother was in the picture we knew we couldn't do it because we knew we had to have a point a point person to be there all the time to be there all the time because as much as we would want to it was just not practical. Yeah. No, that's that's smart. Well, I think one thing with that too is, you know, as you grow out in business owners, right? People that have visions to have five or seven different businesses. When you have multiple income streams coming in like that, it's less about the dependency on you to take a lot of profit out of that company. Absolutely. To provide for yourself, right? When you have one business, you're like, this is my primary income source, right? And then you have the second business and you're like, and I'm just going to throw numbers out here. Like, hey, if I make 10% off of it, and somebody's dealing with it, I have very little time involvement. Like, yeah, that's that's a no brainer, mm-hmm. you know. So as you add businesses, the dependency there, you know, because I could see a lot of people playing devil's advocate being like, well, how could you afford to pay somebody to manage the whole coffee shop business? It's like, well, you're not dependent. You're not both trying to make the same Absolutely. amount of money on it. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. um, not saying that's exactly how you guys did it, but just in general and in, in theory with people no, that's working a, that's with a lot exactly of contractors, right. it's like, yeah hey, we've got this business and then we want to go do this. And I'm like, okay, well, if you do that, you don't have to make as much money on it because you have this going, right? So, right. right. Um, yeah, that's 100% how we approached it. Yeah. It wasn't, <clears throat> so we're coming up on our, I think, fifth year anniversary. I'd have to look at my calendar to know for sure. The but. last two years have, have completely warped our ability yeah. to tell time. So <laughs> I, yeah, no, I can see that. It's either four or five, five years yeah. of coffee shop. I feel like it's five. Um, I feel like that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this will probably be the first year that we start probably taking a profit yeah. or getting on salary for it. Cause it was, it's exactly what we said. We said, you know, we're, you know, we've are, we're being supported through our, our primary right. business, through our photography. Yep. So we can just, we basically just invested everything back into the back business into yep. so that we could get it going and get it to the place where, you know, yeah. it's, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, you guys kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, just with your backgrounds and stuff. But like, I'm just going to assume that the the generational entrepreneur for both of you guys has probably had a huge impact on the way you think through. Today. Absolutely, yeah. Um, how how do you see that moving you guys forward? Like, what's what's next? Like, are you guys kind of in a good spot where you're like, okay, we're happy here. We've got a handful of things going. Kids are getting older, right? I know that's a priority for you guys. Um, or are you like, nah? 10 businesses is the goal. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Like, you know, what the, what the vision is. I don't want to spoil surprises. No, no. no. There is nothing specifically new and different on our horizon, yeah. at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. We're at the point where 
we've, we've got, got a pretty decent balance going. Get assuming all of our employees show up at the coffee shop, we <laughs> yeah. have a good balance going. Yep. For us now, it's more about increasing our efficiency, finding new things. Yep. One of the, you know, COVID was was decimating for the wedding industry. It just it stopped everything, yep. and so. While that was a challenge financially, there was a hidden blessing in there and that I realized Saturdays off are actually kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working Saturdays since I was a teenager. Yeah. So for like 20 plus years, I've been working Saturdays and I've realized, you know, I don't want to do 30 to 40 weddings anymore. Yeah. So that's when I started pushing more into commercial okay. photography. And so that's kind of presented a new challenge of, okay, how do I market to this this in this new right. basically a whole different industry in, in you know inside photography and kind of push it there so, so at, at this point, point it's kind of we're in a refining yeah that's good refining season there's nothing wrong with that and I, I think that's you know we see a lot of businesses that can grow quickly right mm -hmm. um, especially in the contracting world people just double year over year over year yeah and usually they get to a point and it's Again, for like painting contractors, it's eight hundred to a million, eight hundred thousand to a million dollars in revenue, and it's like they kind of—I don't want to say come to a screeching halt, but the growth like has to stunt for a year sometimes because they grew so quickly to get where they're at size-wise that then they need to spend a year. And this isn't again always true, but they need to spend a year just getting more profitable, getting yeah. their system streamlined, Absolutely. getting all the things in place that then they can go from a million to one point five to two, and and so forth. Um, and so sometimes getting where you guys are at now with the four different businesses, like, hey, great, we don't need to add more to our plate. Right. We just need to get better with what we have. We need to get more For profitable. Sure. We need to get more efficient. We need to make life easier. You know, and you kind of mentioned that about COVID. I think that that's a, a big thing that opened eyes to a lot of us was like, what is important? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the priorities? Like, we don't have to be on the go 80 hours a week. Like, so um, it's cool that you've been able to take that and then pivot your business in a way that can kind of serve having some time off like that, cutting your, your weddings in half, but still having the same amount of income coming in because you're utilizing your weeks more. So, Well, and what you just mentioned about, you know, a year of kind of stagnation with increasing yeah. profits, we really faced that a lot with the coffee shop when COVID hit. Yeah. And for that year, our gross revenue, because everything was closed for a while, right. dropped significantly. Right. But our net revenue actually stayed that's awesome. The exact yeah. same because we started working on things like that. Okay, yeah. you know, I started roasting our own beans, yeah. which basically dropped our bean cost by about thirty-five percent. Wow, that's cool. And we reduced our hours. We we started trimming. Yeah. Kind of we kind of looked at our businesses more of a little bit more fluidly. Yeah. It's like okay, where can we trim? Where can we refine? So that's awesome. Even in a period of technical, you know, yeah. loss, when you looked at the gross revenue on the net, it stayed that's stayed awesome. the exact same. And that's, to me, the number that matters the most. Absolutely. Right? Um, we were just down in Orlando for a conference recently, and, you know, 450 painting contractors down there. And, like, you know, it's the common question, right? Like, oh, how big have you guys grown and stuff? And thankfully, nobody really had egos. Like, it's a pretty genuine, humble yeah. group of people that are all there to grow. But it's, you know, it's almost like, why even talk about the number? Like, the revenue doesn't matter. Like, you know, I've seen businesses that do $3 million a year that make just as much as companies that do 400000 a year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I think there becomes a point that it's like, I think when an entrepreneur understands, like I always say like the ego side of it, because everybody wants to grow, 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 right? But when you realize that that doesn't matter as much as the other things, that's when I think you can have the most success and that's when you can duplicate your businesses more too. Absolutely. Quality so, of life always 100%. trumps everything else. 100%.
hundred percent. Uh, well, I really appreciate you guys coming and doing this. It's been fun to chat yeah, with pleasure. you guys Thanks and, and to talk us. through this. Um, what's one final piece of advice each of you guys would like to leave uh, small business owners with about anything? I would say, like, as coming at it from being a mom yeah. and a, a business owner and a boss and all of that is um, make sure that you know what your your order of priority is I love it and and guard that pretty fiercely that's awesome that's <laughs> sometimes <laughs> been an issue yeah, of contention no, because you have to weigh that balance of like okay well we do have to put food on the table right you know right. but at the same time it's like but you know our kids are just as important, important. Yep. yep you know but yeah i would say like as a mom of just like being able to know like okay like Okay, there are certain days and times that like I'm just 100% not available. Yeah. Like when we made the choice that we wouldn't shoot on Sundays anymore. Yeah. That was like a big deal. That's like, awesome. We will not work on Sundays. That's the one day. That's the day. That's we, cool. We don't work on Sunday. You know. Yep. So that's super cool. Joel, anything you want to piggyback on? Well, I would definitely say if you're married, listen to your wife when she says things like that because <laughs> that was wait, a wait, very. You should listen to your wife in general. In general, in general yes. Good. Good that was a very hard thing for me to come to grips with because yeah. i'm very much a push 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 yeah. i for, for me, me the, the hardest thing, thing to deal with is unmet potential yeah. if I, I see potential there, there i want to chase it you know shannon helped me with like gotta calm down yep. this isn't worth it so listen to your wife if you're married number one if you're not married find a life wife that you can listen to there you go there you go that has the same um, values yeah. yes absolutely but, but also, also but, but before, before that, that if you're in a, in a period where you can, where you have the freedom to hustle, yep. hustle, 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 work, it. push, 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 it's, it's and, and make an adventure out of it because it is, it's an adventure yep. and Do use that, that period in your life to really invest yourself into your craft, whatever that may be and become, become an expert of it and just, and let yourself love it because if you can love it then you can easily turn it into a business yep. and granted at that point your love for things does it does change a little bit you know when it becomes you know the first wedding i shot was way different than the 400th wedding i shot you know and my enjoyment and my enjoyment and expertise was different but yeah, be willing always be willing to to push when you when you have the space and freedom in your life to do that that's awesome well i think that goes back to um, an episode we did about the four P's of entrepreneurship, right? Passion and purpose and stuff ties in with that. And I think when you love what you do, mm -hmm. the hours don't matter. Absolutely. The hours don't matter. The money will come if yeah. you love what you do. Again, have the, the work-life balance, right? Have the right. family time, have the balance. You know, I'm all about the lifestyle design, as Tim Ferriss calls it. Um, but, you know, you got to love what you do first and foremost. And that makes the 12 to 14 hour days when they have to happen. It makes it worth it, mm -hmm. right? So um, that's awesome, guys. I feel like we could talk for an hour and a half, but I won't do that to our listeners. So um, <laughs> like I said, thanks again for coming and being here. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another episode in the future. Yeah, we're always here. Absolutely. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.